0: up for grabs as to which one you are by midnight it's clear the sunlit part of you the one that you're so proud of uh, is so exhausted by lying all day it has to go to sleep (laughs) it's been trying to put up this front that you've been asking it to put up all day and it can't do it anymore It falls asleep, and it controls primarily the verbal centers. So it's very interesting, you see, how the dark part of you is able to communicate with the lit part. Is that right? Because in general, the lit part controls your words and the verbal stuff. It stole that some generations ago. So at night, then, one idea is that the shadow then creates the dreams. And it, um, it um, corrects your daylight intelligence. That's the compensation theory of dreams that Jung thought a great deal of. For example, during, you have a dream at night that your mother is a monster and has huge teeth coming out and so on. So you say, could this be mom? I mean, is this possible? So you go to visit your mother and examine her very carefully. <laughs> you call her up and say you're a monster. I know because I heard it last night. But that isn't the thing. Uh, so Jung says the compensation theory of dreams means that what you receive in the dreams is not true specifically. It's a compensation to what you said during the day. So the idea is that your night person hears what your day person says. And during the day, you said something like, well, my mother, my mother's always been very nice to me. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> and um, then the night person heard that. And it says, Jesus, you went so far over there, I'm gonna give you one over here. <laughs> and then the truth would be somewhere in between. Is that clear? Yeah. yeah. So those are two contrary views of what, what, what happens during the day. So the dreamer then, if you, if you are overly new agey and optimistic, then, then the shadow has got a hell of a lot of work to do every night. <laughs> You've used bliss three times, there's nothing the shadow hates like the word bliss. <laughs> You've used higher consciousness, that's an insult to your shadow. <laughs> You claim that you're getting better all the time. You really feel you're integrating a lot of stuff. He says, shit. <laughs> so so people, you know, the new age types have a lot of dreaming to do at night. Um, and that helps explain why it's felt, you know, that the, uh, some of the old Zen masters, after they get to be 60 or 65, there's two things about them. They don't defend themselves anymore. They just laugh all the time. And they don't dream. It's a curious thing that's been hanging around for 30, 40 years now, that the old Zen masters don't dream when they pass a certain place, man or woman. And apparently that would have to do with the fact that they don't tell these optimistic lies during the daytime. So there's nothing to correct at night. That's interesting, isn't it? Now, dreams are much much more than that. And uh, Jung himself, uh, Freud uh, felt that dreams were primarily coming from uh, the id, uh, which is in kind of an image of the shadow, but it's something uh, that only has repressed material in it. So this chaotic material comes up all the time. Um, I don't know, there's something mm, capitalist about that idea, uh, that uh, everything is repressed, you know, and uh, it's going to cause trouble, it's like the Jews and the Arabs. <laughs> and um, and Jung, Jung said, no, he didn't think so. Um, he thought that the, uh, that the uh, unconscious, whatever you call it, had a personality, in fact had a sense of humor. And that is a considerable step. Freud didn't think so. Freud had a sense of humor, but the id didn't have a sense of humor. <laughs> so uh, we're getting closer to the shadow here because it's clear that the shadow has a sense of humor, right? Or it wouldn't make your mother into a monster with teeth. Now turn to your father.